Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Check one, two. Check one, two. So I guess I could have these headphones on the whole time. You could be a headphone guy. I could be a headphone guy? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of podcasters be headphones. Should we try it out? We could try it out, yeah. Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. I don't see how it could. No. Should we get what started? What would on, hurt? Should we get started on the actual podcast? Welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Cam. And I'm Dylan. Today we're talking about the best creatures in all of CEDH. Yes. So we're going to go through all of the creatures that you would normally find in the 99. So we're not going to be talking about any... No commanders. No commanders No tanks. No Najilas. No. Those would be in the list. If you want to hear that list, you can let us know, but that's not today's list. No. Maybe some other time. But maybe today, another day. Today we're going to be talking about cards in the 99. And we have a couple of honorable mentions I'd like to go over real quick before we officially get started. Of course. These are some really powerful creatures that uh, maybe in different metas might end up being in the top 10. But right now, I don't see these being there. The first one of these is Gilded Drake. Oh, Gilded Drake is first. I, well, I would have put Gilded Drake a little bit closer to the Well, 10. these aren't in any order. <laughs> okay. Gilded Drake is really good. The issue that I have with Gilded Drake is outside of green decks, outside of Neoform and Eldritch Evolution, I just don't find it quite as powerful recently. I've been leaning on more things like Phantasmal Image so that I can copy Dockside's. Taking somebody else's commander can kind of screw them up, but oftentimes it can't help you a ton. So the things that you want to be taking are like Ristic Studies. Timnas are good to take, but there's not always a Timna. Either way, the Gilded Drake isn't always relevant a lot of the times the creature effects that are good recently are the etb's effects or it's like a static ability so if you take the collector roof that doesn't really change anything because collector roof is still out there right there was a couple that uh aren't like that opposition agent is one you can take draneth magistrate uh, those are the two that i would say are the best you could take on the commander side of things it really works out for you if you are either disrupting someone like taking their gitrog or their najila and now like their their whole win condition is totally right. gone but i don't really love doing that because oftentimes it doesn't help you progress your board you're just stopping them yeah having an agila does literally nothing for you right yeah it just stops the agila player from doing anything with can be good but then the other two players are going to kind of run away with the game that doesn't mean stop gilded drake is still an incredible card but i think recently there's just been so many good creatures printed that it's been pushed out a little bit yeah and again like in certain metas like if you see a ton of kenrith like yeah gilded drake might end up being in your top 10 yeah. but in a general meta i wouldn't say so um, the second honorable mention is Phantasmal Image. Which is kind of the same as Gilded Drake, as replaced Gilded Drake in a lot of decks because yeah. of the Dockside thing I mentioned earlier. If Image can redo a Dockside, whereas Gilded Drake can't really do anything with that Dockside Extortionist. But it still gives you a lot of the upside of Gilded Drake where instead of trading with someone's creature, now you also get their Timna or something else like that. Yeah, too. and a lot of times that can be better, right? Like we just said, like that, it can be better to copy somebody else's creature than just gain control of it. Yeah. Um, the other one is Archivist of Agma. That's our final honorable mention here. Yeah, this one's a new one. I think if yeah. we had some more time to play with it, it might make this top 10, but it's, it's just hard to tell because it's kind of new. It seems like it's been drawing me a lot of cards recently. I feel like for me, it's been really good too. I feel like I've always drawn a bunch of cards off of it. Three to five is kind of where I've averaged on this card, I feel like. And to me, for a two-minute creature, that's worth it. Three cards and three life too. I don't. Yeah, the life gain can be something with that. Right. Yeah, like the one life isn't that too much, but by the time you're gaining an 
additional five life with five additional cards, like that can really get you into a whole different ball game. So those were our three honorable mentions. So we're going to dive right into our top 10, the nitty gritty stuff right here. So our f number 10 card uh, we have for the play to win top 10 is <laughs> drum roll, please. Dothy Voidwalker. Yeah, dude, Dothy's really good. Should we read the card? Yeah, let's read it. Might we as should well. read the card. I didn't even think about reading the card. In case you're listening, since it's a podcast, maybe it you don't know what podcast. Dothy is. Yeah, that's true. Maybe you have us on like somewhere and you can't. I would imagine most of these creatures you will have seen many times if you've played or viewed any games of CDH, but if you haven't and you're looking to get familiarized with the format, this is a great way to do it. So Dothy Voidwalker is two black for a 3-2 creature... Dothy Rogue. It has shadow, uh, and if a card would be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, instead exile it with a void counter on it. You can also tap and sacrifice Dothy Voidwalker to choose an exiled card an opponent owns with a void counter on it. You may play it this turn without paying its mana cost. Yeah. That line at the bottom is what makes this card incredibly bonkers yeah really powerful acts as like a rest in peace effect stops yeah. underworld breach wins stop a lot of git rock shenanigans stop i mean git rock isn't a deck that sees a ton of play but any graveyard stuff this deck is really good against not only that but it can help in a counter war if you exile somebody else's counter war while you're in the middle of one now you get to sack the dothy and use that counter war i really like dothy a lot and it seems to me like a lot of people don't mind feeding a dothy the same way that they feed a fisher or a rhystic study so I think you're going to end up finding a lot of like tutors and a lot of mana and um, a lot of card draw off of them too. Maybe just not like ad nauseum, but that's still a lot of really good cards you can cast and for that's, free. After and that's that. a good point: is that you can't really cast it on a, you can't really cast an ad nauseum while Dothy Voidwalker is in play because then somebody else once it resolves they get to fire off an ad nauseum right afterwards. Now you just not so maybe you'll have the counter magic for it, but still it's risky to give them to him. So it's going to make everyone second guess, second think everything that they do while the Dothy's out. Especially if the ad nauseum player is trying to go for an underworld breach line and then they realize I can't do this anymore. No, the only really issue with Dothy Voidwalker is that it has the double black pips, which can be a little bit hard to cast in the four color five color decks which are like the best decks in the format so it can be tricky in those decks but if you're willing to get double pip for ad nauseum i think it's normally worth it to try to get dothy voodwalker especially in timna decks that shadow is relevant so shadow is a weird downside in timna sometimes too because like you you can draw but now you're giving up the ability to sacrifice it and actually cast something for free so yeah that'll bite you in the ass too especially if you had a force of will in that pile and now you can't cast it because you tried to draw with the timna instead and also like you can't block with your shadow creature that's either. important so, to remember about so that. like you can't the, block the card that shuts down this card the most is Dranith magistrate and if you were able to like block Dranith Magistrate, this seems much better. Right, yeah. This be Dranith being able to shut off Dothy Voidwalker kind of is another thing that puts it a little bit lower, maybe. There's a bunch of things that put it a little bit lower in the top 10. Still a very powerful card. And I think if you're playing black, almost without a shadow of a doubt, you are considering Dothy. If you're in Ad Nauseum or if you're in Stacks decks, this is the best. If it's in your in Stacks decks, it's even better. Uh, if you're in Ad Nauseum decks, I could understand not wanting it sometimes because you really you just want all gas. But this can be gas. Like this can. This ends up being extra stuff a lot of times if your opponents just like continue to cast their spells. You never know what people are willing to feed you, and I think you'd be surprised what people would give you with Delthy Voidwalker sometimes. The other thing that I think keeps this card down is that it does obey timing restrictions. Yeah. 
So if there is a creature that you really want to play, the Dockside Extortionist that someone sacrificed, you do have to play that on your turn, and you can't go for like instant speed that into Cyclonic Rift. Yes, that would make this card very, very broken, I think. So I'm happy that that was a little bit nerfed in a couple ways, and that was one of them. Yeah, I totally agree. But I think that all together means Dolphy Voidwalker is a great place to start at number 10. So we're going to move on to number nine, and this one here is the classic Birds of Paradise. Yeah, Birds of Paradise, yeah. one of the few, I mean, kind of spoilers, but one of the few non-new cards. This is the oldest card on this yeah. on this list, I imagine, coming from Alpha. Definitely is the oldest card on this list. I don't think anyone's ever talked about Birds of Paradise before. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we will have a ton of new information yeah. to bring to the table about Birds of Paradise. Um, it goes in play in every green deck, most likely, right? No matter what, you're at least playing a Birds of Paradise. Definitely. The mana rate is unmatched. Nothing else does what birds of paradise does well card. as well as birds of paradise so, yeah as well, there's a ton of things that do relatively <laughs> what birds of paradise does but, but none of them good. yeah none of them hit that upper echelon where birds of paradise is being able to cast any color that's um tap for any color is the is the yeah it's just it's very good certain statistics show that this is actually the second most played creature in cedh which i think makes sense because if you are playing green you are playing birds of paradise almost without a doubt especially right. if your commander is a three drop or if you have important spells that are three drops in your yeah, deck. yeah i think that's a really good point um it worked well in standard it worked well in modern and it works really well in cedh too and of course not only that being able to double spell is an extremely important in cdh if you can gain some of that tempo birds of paradise helps you do that we don't have to talk about why mana production is good birds no is just really but like good. It's, it's on the cedh scale like it's even better in decks like food chain where it can make you three mana in like certain bursts like that too uh which is extra nuts too not only not only can you use it to play food chain on turn two but then you can exile it immediately for more shit and and even better it doesn't feed dockside extortionist so even better mana or that doesn't feed dockside it also doesn't feed mystic remora too which yeah. also comes up quite a bit um and this is really one of the only formats where bolting the bird doesn't really come up so your your bird of paradise is much more likely to stay alive in EDH versus any other format. Here. Yeah, bolting the bird is really not very good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're, it, it's, it'll be good. Yeah, so it's a clear number nine, Birds of Paradise, I would say. Uh, number eight, we're going to step back into black, and we're going to talk about Opposition Agent. This is our number eight here. Um, I mean, even Mind Sensor was already a great stacks piece, yeah. right? And this is that times a thousand. Times a billion, I would say, right? Should we I say mean, what Opposition Agent does? Oh, we didn't read Birds of Paradise. Oh, Taps for a man of any color. Yeah, it's a one green <laughs> and for an O one one with flying. You know what yeah. Birds is. It's on the we screen. We know what Birds is, yeah. So Opposition Agent. Um, this is also one of the top cards played in CEDH. This is the third uh, card played in CEDH. Third, mo third most played card in CEDH. According to CEDH.guide. Correct, yes. Wait, let me see if I can guess what Opposition Agent does. Please, yes. Two generic mana and one black, three total colorless for a human... I am already not sure. I want to say it's like a human rogue. You're absolutely correct. Incredible. A human rogue that says when an opponent, the exact wording, I'm going to get a little bit wrong, I think, but when an the opponent. The point is to get the exact wording. Oh, fuck. Okay. Tell me how many words I'm on. Okay. Fuck. When an opponent searches their library, you control them for as long as they're searching their library. You may exile. I'm not sure. You may exile a card and, and cast it. <laughs> what is it? What is it? So it says flash. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it says flash. You control your opponents while they're searching their libraries. While an opponent is searching their library, they exile each card they find. You may play those cards for as long as they remain exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast them. Yeah. This card's really great. 
This is one of the best creatures they've ever printed for EDH, just in general. I would right? say it's not good against fetch lands, even though that is the big fear is no. that you could get on the fetch. Most people, you're not going to activate on the fetch. You want to get something better with that. You want to use it for its real thing, shutting off somebody's demonic tutor and getting with something, anything that you want to get instead. Yeah, I don't think fetch lands are enough value off no. of opposition agent. Sometimes if you're playing like a stacks deck and you just want to like stay on tempo, get the oppo out early and just, you know, it's a third player in turner and no one else is tutoring. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But I think more often than not, especially if you are in any type of like stormy strategy, like Unreal Breach, Ad Nauseam and stuff, you want to wait until you can use that opposition agent to steal like a tutor or a counterspell or something like that, right? Yeah. Like you want to be able to get what you steal with the oppo. Exactly. And you're most of the time, you're not necessarily looking to disrupt your opponent, even though you are grabbing a card out of their library. Right. A lot of the times what you're trying to do is either get something that's going to help you to progress and get your combo piece, or you're getting something that's going to protect you. Yeah. Pactive negation is one of my favorite things if i'm getting it off of like a vamp tutor or a demonic tutor just having that ability to have extra free protection for whenever i need it is really powerful and it's also good to like note that that it, the ability of you stealing somebody's thing it's not going to come up a second time no one's going to cast into it unless they make a mistake and that's just it, it's not going to happen as often so it does act as just like a stack speaks on the board that like your opponents can't search their library on a three two for three with flash which is like really good in timnus stack strategies so even if you're not using it to gain that pact of negation or something like that just it being on the board it's going to accrue so much value stopping your opponents from doing stuff over a long time yeah and flash on stacks is also such an upside too the gotcha moment is incredible yeah, and I mean, this is a CDH is a format of ev tutors. Every deck is playing as many tutors as they can that are under two mana, a couple of three mana ones, but really they're getting as many tutors as they can into their decks. Opposition Agent is going to be live a ton, and that's how we find our win conditions. Where a lot of us were playing A plus B win conditions, is the only way you do that is by finding a combo. You need a tutor to get to one of the combo pieces. Oppo, it just it stops things in a ton of different ways. Yeah, so you get to these situations where, like, as the player against oppo you look down at your hand and you have like four cards that sit your library between a fetch land a neo form a crop rotation and like something else um so it, it really does pull its weight in the format uh, there's a lot of funny interactions that can come up too one of my favorites is uh using your wish claw talisman to search your library for your own opposition agent and then when your opponent goes to search you just oppo them yes and they get something out of their deck <laughs> it feels great and then yeah. the, the final Final person just never gets the opportunity to wish claw talisman because now you have this thing in play. You can also find what's the card Marin, I think, or the one that um, doesn't allow people to draw it for turn. Instead, allows makes them tutor oh at the God, beginning of the library. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. Put, put let's put that one on screen. I think it's called Mariner. Uh, Marilyn, Marilyn the, the song, Marilyn the Sun song. What is it? Uh, it's not Marin. Something with an M. Uh, one more thing I wanted to mention about fetches. Even though Opposition Agent isn't normally the best thing to do in response to a fetch, it does shut off fetch lands after it's already in play, which is really good if you get the oppo in play early. A lot of decks are playing fetch lands, so you're going to shut off like a good chunk of their mana. Probably like 10 out of their 30 total lands are now shut off with the oppo in play. It doesn't really matter what that Baron card is. It's on screen right now. If you're listening it to it, though, you're, right you're fucked. You got to go you're watch on YouTube now. Yeah. You'll never know. Or you're sitting there and you're screaming at It's Marilyn the Morning Song or whatever the hell that we, We're is. getting the second part right. It, it combos with Dockside and a little bit of a lock that says your opponents can no longer draw cards, but instead they search their library when they would, but Opposition Agent says that, you know, they can't do that. You'll get it instead. So it's pretty good together, but they can be easily disrupted with uh, some removal or something. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. You think we can move on to the next one? I think we're good to go to our number seven. So our number seven is actually Simeon Spirit Guide. This is two and a red for an ape spirit. It's a two-two. That's all relevant. Um, <laughs> it's actually not. You just exile Simeon Spirit Guide from your hand to make a red mana. This card is incredible. A Lotus Petal that does not trigger your opponent's Rhystic Studies. No. It's not a spell for Rule of Law. Uh, it can start you on a Gamble after an Ad Nauseum or an Underworld Breach after an Ad Nauseum or a Dockside Extortionist after an Ad Nauseum to it's let you really, you know, begin going through your win after an Ad Nauseum. It's really good. Did I say that it was good with Ad Nauseum? It's really it good you with cast Ad Nauseum. Yeah, right? It's good <laughs> pre and post, right? One of my favorite things is you go, okay, Exile Simeon Spirit Guide, cast Rite of Flame, and now I'm into Dockside or Underworld Breach from there. And it gets so easy to put wins together after you have Simeon Spirit Guide. So much better than its original cousin. Uh, the Elvish Spirit Guide because Elvish Spirit Guide doesn't let you cast Dockside Extortionist or Underworld Yeah, Breach. Green is just worse than red and for basically that, re only, that reason only Simeon Spirit Guide is better than Elvish Spirit Guide. Although Elvish Spirit Guide is still really good if you're in green and you're not playing t like very slow stacks and even if you are playing very slow stacks I think it's a worthy include. I was oh, playing no, it in Blood Pod before I took it apart. Yeah, I would still play it in like Jund Ad Nauseum decks too. I still really like it in there. I don't love it in Thrasio stacks. No. I haven't really ever loved it in mid range Thrasios decks that can make a ton of mana in a bunch of other ways although I do know some of the evolution Thrasios decks do use the spirit guide it can be good no matter what the cards are going to be good sometimes just having that one mana like you're always saying in a game I'm one, one mana, mana off yeah. if I had one, one more mana. mana I'd be able to do that and Simeon spirit guide can always be that one more mana I think part of the reason why it's not higher on this list is just because there are like you said a lot of decks that aren't looking for this type of mana. Yeah. Thrasios decks need something that's going to be a little bit more longer lasting. You don't want a two for one yourself just to burst out something quick in some no, of those decks. No, completely different than like a turbo deck. If you're playing in turbo, absolutely. And even if you're playing in stacks, getting a collector roof on turn one is a world different than getting a collector roof out on turn two. Oh, so yeah. for that reason alone, I do think it's worth considering this card, but it's just not a slam dunk of a card. The, the Simeon Spirit guys, both of them, they're not a slam dunk of cards in the slower decks. You know what? How do you feel about it in like Winota? I love it in Winota. Right. Yeah, it's it the also, best in Winota because you want to get out Winota as quickly as possible or any of your sacks as quickly as possible. Yeah, so for that reason, maybe you should be playing it in all the decks. <laughs> right, yeah, maybe there are more than just turbo decks. I really think maybe like just it. the mid-range decks, the ones that don't really want to two-for-run themselves, those are the decks that don't want it. And, yeah. and even then, sometimes they do. The other thing that I really like about this card is that it gives people the element of surprise because unlike a Lotus Petal, you actually get to keep it in your hand and people don't know that, that you have it. Yeah. So I love when people think that your Pact of Negation is going to kill you when, nope, you just exile some mean Spirit Guide and tap your four lands, play your fifth land, and then that way you're still in, in okay shape. Love it for, like, Flusterstorm, Spell Pierce scenarios where people think that they got your spell countered and then... Again, sometimes just that one extra mana is all that you need. So, uh, Simeon Spirit Guide, I think is Phenomenal card that you'll never cast as a creature. No, never. Um, <laughs> moving on to number six. Number six is Grand Abolisher. I don't look it up, <laughs> but, Grand, <laughs> but Grand Abolisher has some really powerful text on it. Your opponents can't cast spells, activate creatures or land abilities. Or artifact abilities. Or artifact, artifact abilities. Two white, which is its biggest downside, I would say. Yeah, the, the, the double pips is bad. But it's a human cleric. Uh, it's a 2-2. Two, two. During your turn, your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. I would say that we are living in a Rhystic Study world right now in CDH. I see a lot of Rhystic Study, Esper Sentinel, that type of effect dominating games. And Grand Abolisher says, I no longer care that 
the Rhystic Steady player has 30 cards in their hand. I'm going to try to win anyway, so long as I can resolve this Grand Abolisher. Now, there's a ton of negates in the format and le much less hard counters in the format. By negates, I mean things that counter like non-creature spells like Swan Song and an offer you can't refuse and miscast and stuff like that. There are less hard counters. I really think there's only just like Force of Will, Pact of Negation, Mana Drain, and what's the one that can exile any number of spells? Oh, um... Mindbreak Trap. Yeah. Besides that, maybe Days doesn't see a ton of play and that one's hard. There's really not that many hard counters. And once that Grand Abolisher is in play, a lot of decks are either going to be able to win the game or get a significant advantage. The, the card is just it, shutting all of your opponents off entirely 100% besides channeling a land or something like that, which is a new like way to stop this channeling in Ottawa would be really good against Grand Abolisher. Um, this is the card that I think a lot of decks normally end up fighting over because once it resolves, you can go for the win after that. And against three opponents, that is just really good. Oh, yeah. And it's so easy to sneak this card into play, too. Uh, Neoform, Eldritch Evolution, Court of Calling, all these cards just put a creature directly into play. And by that time, it's too late to use your Force of Will. It's too late to, like, float mana for a Lightning Bolt even, right? It's just in play and your opponents can't do anything about it it makes your opponents play completely differently too the player before the grand abolisher player has to remember that they have to fetch their fetch lands on someone else's turn than they're normally used to and that's just one scenario <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey everyone, Cameron and Post here. What I just said about fetch lands is not actually true. Fetching for a land with a fetch land can still be done underneath a Grand Abolisher. It's just things like Mystical Tutor that you have to make sure that you cast on someone else's end step instead of the Grand Abolisher player's end step. So that's just all I wanted to say. Please go back to the podcast. A good thing to do with Grand Abolisher in your deck is you can also do things like using an Eldritch Evolution on your commander. Maybe it's a bruise or something like that. Sacrificing and thinking, like tricking your opponents, telling them that you're going to get a Seedborn Muse, basically. Don't like actually lie, but they'll assume yeah. that you're probably getting a Seedborn Muse once you Eldritch Evolution your bruise. You can instead get anything that's, you know, six mana or less. You get that Grand Abolisher, they can no longer respond. So then if you have a uh, a win condition after that you'll be able to win and they didn't really have an opportunity to stop you which is really good yeah Ottawara is literally the only thing that gets around this which is really really annoying because the times that they do have Ottawara for grand abolisher it is going to feel really bad because it's the literally the only thing that gets you out of that situation like grand abolisher literally has one answer in the format i guess that's not true it has a hard counter on the stack but once it's in play the only answer that exists is Ottawara. there might there's some split second thing or something but no not even that because you can't cast anything yet once the grand abolisher is in you're done so you need to stop it on the stack and that can be hard to do with like like cameron said when there's so many things like neoform court of calling in the format yeah, exactly. So that's just definitely something when you're playing against the white deck. Normally, they are just playing white for these kind of effects. Yeah. So it's definitely something you want to be careful of that Grand Abolisher does that some of the others don't. Um, that being said, this is not higher on this list because it's only the third best silence effect, I would say. So we'll talk about some of the other better <laughs> silence effects coming up here. Um, we're going to move on to our top five. And to round out our top five, to start it off here, is Dranith Magistrate. Uh, this is one in a white for a 1-3 creature human wizard. Your opponents can't cast spells from anywhere other than their hands. Yeah, Dranith Magistrate. This is a card that if you can get it out on turn one and you're in the play, I think your hand is a keep no matter what. The card's that strong. There's a few cards like that that exist. Mystic Remora, 
you know, Rhystic Study, any of these cards that draw you cards from turn one on, Dranath Magistrate, add that to the list. Because number one being it stops all of your com opponent's commanders. Obviously, that's great to get it out as early as possible. But it stops a lot of win conditions, Unruh Breach, and a lot of other weird things, too. It shuts off a ton of stuff. You can't cast things with Opposition Agent. You can't cast things with Dothy Voidwalker. Yeah, two of the cards on this list we've already yeah, talked so about get shut off. Some of the best creatures in the format are shut off by Dranath Magistrate. Um, it's just, I feel like it's like, it's one of, it's obviously, it's one of the most powerful creatures in the format. It's <laughs> it really, really is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I mean, a card that was printed in standard to stop Foretell from being, oh, was from it being for Companion? I thought it was to stop Companion. It also stopped Companion too, because you were, in, you were just taking it from your companion zone and casting it directly into right, play, and right? now it doesn't even stop companion anymore. No, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? But now it, it's basically around to stop your commander from coming out. Stops food chain wins. Stops food chain wins, right? Yeah. yeah, you can't cast the creatures from exile in that case. So there's really a lot of... As you keep playing Magic, you'll just keep finding more scenarios where Dranith Magistrate ends up being very good. The only thing that I don't like about Dranith Magistrate is that a couple cards we talked about in our honorable mentions, Gilded Drake and Phantasmal Image, can turn your Dranith Magistrate against you, which yeah. can be very horrible. I have omitted Dranith Magistrate from some very fast lists if I'm not really looking to do anything, like, you know, interact with my opponents or anything, some Mad Farm lists, stuff like that, but I'm not even sure if that's correct. The card is just so powerful, I almost wonder if it should just go in every single deck that I can play it. Well, it's such a good Timna body too, right? A 1-3 is enough to deal damage for when it can get through. It blocks Timna. It blocks Timna. It survives against a lot of the two power creatures in play. Um, I think the a 1-3 is actually a really solid, you know, like Thrasio stats right there. Um, really point to how good this card can really be in play too. Not only that, but you also have hardlock potential with this card. This effect with Possibility Storm or Uba Mask, cards that make it so that your opponents can't play cards from their hand and they have to play cards from Exile, they just set up scenarios where your opponents can't play cards at all. Yeah. This is not a symmetrical effect, so you're still able to play cards. Like you can totally create wins through that hard lock. Definitely, yeah. I think Possibility Storm is a great thing that doesn't see a ton of play in CDH or doesn't see a ton of play with cards like Dranith Magistrate, but I feel like it should because of how powerful it is, especially with other white things like Rule of Law effects that work also really well with Possibility Storm. I've been thinking about trying Possibility Storm in Winota recently. I know a couple people have done that. Um, that's, a, like you said, it's a really strong addition to Dranith, Ma not, to Dranith Magistrate that not only is it like one of the most powerful stacks pieces in the format, but it has potential to actually lock out the game and win you the game entirely with like as an a plus b combo yeah i don't have anything else to say about Jonathan. Let's move on i think we covered one. everything else yeah number four our number four card is esper sentinel very excited that we're talking about a lot of white cards a lot of white cards so yeah. yeah white creatures have gotten a huge boost recently for cdh yeah so this is one white for a one one artifact creature human soldier it says whenever an opponent casts their first non-creature spell each turn draw a card unless that player pays x where x is esper sentinel's power so at base this is one one they're just gonna make a pay, pay one, one right that's good not too bad study. They're, yeah. they're not gonna be do that be able to do that all the time no i love this card this is one one of the best cards yeah. in the universe. <laughs> it's just straight up one of the best cards in the format. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you paired this up against Yu-Gi-Oh cards, yeah. against Pokemon cards, <laughs> like this would outrank so many of them. Too. Yeah, especially in our format, being able to get you cards off of multiple opponents is really good. Um, Rhystic Study effect. This effect, whenever an opponent does blank, I get some type of card advantage unless they pay. This is a good model. Anytime you see that uh, model on a card, I think it's worth looking at. Uh, and this one being only one mana is one of the best things for that. It's got upsides to 
Mystic Remora, where you don't have an upkeep cost you to pay. To pay for it. It's around forever. Exactly. But it's also, you know, much more similar to Rhystic Study, where it's just the one mana. It's payable. There are decks like Rafine that can up that cost so if you can put plus one plus one counters on s percent null and get it to a point where there's no way in hell your opponents are paying for it uh it can really gain you a lot more advantage that way the limiting to one per turn is definitely a bummer but it happens for each of your opponents so if counter wars start to happen you can certainly get multiple cards in one player's turn too yeah, it's just the, the potential card advantage, especially in white, um, being very tutorable, being very easy to cast, makes this card just a slam dunk. At any point in the game, it's going to be good, except for maybe, I guess, like the super late game. But even then, if you're ready to have a counter war, this one's going to be helpful. It's going to draw you a couple extra cards. Yeah, definitely. And it ups your artifact count, too, which I think is also something that not a lot of people think about. Good for Mox Opal, bad for Dockside Extortionist. Yeah, exactly. Also good for, like, Spire of Industry, too, yeah. if that comes up. But Mox Opal is usually the reason why you're also not now able to include this and feel a lot better about it too definitely yeah i'd love s percent no fish stick Ristic buddy it's got a ton of great names but definitely worth being the fourth best card in cedh if you're playing white this is in your deck 100 yeah. percent. right if you're playing white all of these creatures almost without a doubt especially like the last simians what was simian spirit guide what were the one two above simian spirit guide um well drannith magistrate and grand grand abolisher no i sorry the other direction doffy void walker and opposition agent birds of paradise birds yeah. of paradise every single white card that we're talking about on this list for the most part are going to be in your basically list. yeah you're if this card the card is on this list you should be playing the card maybe not should but i i would no. if i was drannith playing a magistrate's the only one of the white cards that we've you know, talked mm, about some maybe flexibility not with. but i don't know then, you know what, wrong you, on that you know what white cards in every single white deck though and it oh. definitely should be ranger captain of eos yeah aka stinky socks yeah stinky socks <laughs> <laughs> what does this card do? So Ranger Captain of Eos. We all know, but tell us again. Ranger Captain yeah. of Eos is one and two white for a 3-3 three, three creature human soldier. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a creature card with CMC one or less. Reveal it and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. You know what? Side note, I always forget that it is or less. Yeah, you can choose Memnite. Yeah, if there are zero drops that you want, you can go get that. Yeah. Holy shit. You can also get Dryad Arbor. Holy cow, yeah. Um, shuffle Ranger. Nope. Sacrifice Ranger Captain Devios. Your opponents can't cast non-creature spells this turn. Only non-creatures. Only non-creatures. Pretty relevant, though. Very relevant. The first half of the card. Let's talk about the first half of the card. Searching for a one drop. Actually, the first quarter of the card. The three mana for a three three. The three three body is like the biggest thing on the ground. In Oftentimes, CDH. yeah, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be the biggest thing. It'll trade with Najila and everything else. Trades with Najila, uh, Timna, like the two most important attackers. Yeah, just trade box Timna. Right, it's it's a great Timna attacker if you have it too. Good in slow decks and stacks if you want to slow things down. It's good in fast decks if you want to protect your shit. It really is, yeah. Um, and it's also normally card draw too because right. most of the time it's also going to get you an S percent null okay, as well. Yeah, let's talk about the thing that it gets most yeah. often you're getting s percent null most often you're getting s percent sometimes null. you're getting drc dragon's rage channel to get some scries yeah or there's, there's really uh like two and a half other categories that are to this there's um mana that you're getting birds of paradise birds Ragavan. of paradise or ragavan um 
or Orcish Lumberjack too. Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah. I've gotten or- when decks that can, that can play mana. Orcish Lumberjack with it as well yeah. can really up your your mana if that's what you're looking for. Or Beaters is the other category too. Sarah Ascendant. Sarah Ascendant is another very popular white card in these like mid range ad nauseum decks, uh, and that can also be really good if you need to get your life total up or if you need to threaten someone else's life total. You know what else? What other cards I like? Allosaurus Shepherd. Ooh, that's also a to good give one. Give you some extra protection. Make sure your green stuff are uncounterable. You're normally your um, Ranger Captain will be able to help with that, but in case it can't, this is a little bit extra for that. And also Sylvan Safekeeper for yeah. other extra protection if you want to protect your your creature. If you're like a creature-based combo, I think that can be a great find with Ranger Captain. You know, if we're also talking about combo cards, like Quirion Ranger mm-hmm. is also a really good combo card that if you are trying to untap some stuff, um, I don't know what color combination you're in. Maybe you're in a Selesnia deck, but... Yeah, what's... um? Oh, shoot. What's... um? Like Sisei. No, the, 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 the green-white one that is like the mono green one. Not... Oh, shit. Not Yisan, but... The green white one. Green Lamborghini. What's the what's the fast mono green deck? Savala. Savala. The green white Savala. Oh, the green white. Green white Savala might use Ranger Captain to find Query. There you go. Like that could be a great scenario for that too. Um, But it's really the protection and interaction for the silence effect that you get there um, that really makes this so good. Yep. Completely agree. Yeah, I feel I, big alarms go off when someone cracks this in their upkeep. Oh yeah, that that's su- it's super scary. You can't do any counter spells, no force of nothing like that. This can help protect your win condition, like we said already. This can help stop somebody else from winning the game. Um, it's good both ways. Yeah, again, the only downsides are the channel lands and like endurance are really the only things that come up that can really blow you out. Still, endurance is still a creature, so it can still be cast even through the ranger captain. Something like solitude would be something like that would also something to worry about. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Solitude, yeah, those kind of flash creatures. Technically, if you're going to search your library then, like even Mind Sensor and stuff, but a lot of the times when you're going to crack, you are... When you're going to crack it on your turn, you are trying to protect yourself from things like counter magic at that point, so really opens you up on the interaction side though the the other downside is that there are people that will just make you pop the ranger captain of eos instead of countering the, the spell on the stack just because they see it's on board somebody's going for something they say oh well cameron has a ranger captain so he better sacrifice it and yeah. you kind of have no you know you have no option you sort of have to so sometimes it's like you are forced to do it a little bit early but even then like great you stopped yourself from losing that's good still yeah right exactly <laughs> and now someone else has a counter spell to stop someone else the next time right you just gotta wait gotta be patient then exactly. when that happens in the meantime, you got an S percent null, so you'll be able to rebuild. And one of the one of the best things about this card is it's, it's also card advantage on top of the other thing. Not only is it immediate card advantage, and it finds you a card and puts it into your hand. That's a card drawn. It replaces basically. itself. That's yeah. a card. You know what I mean? And but it also gets S percent null, which gets more card advantage over time. A card that is already on the top list. Birds of Paradise, another card that's on this list. It has you know a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean this is just another reason why it's better to be playing more white now, and yeah. there are reasons to put more white sources in your deck that's three white pips that you would need to have to get all three of them out but luckily you can split some of it up across two turns too man is really good right yeah now. but between this grand abolisher silence Dranith magistrate like these are really three big, great reasons to be in white exactly and very new additions so um it, it's really nice where two years ago we were making podcasts we were like oh i really wish that they would print more stuff to make white viable they did yeah right they did they it did and it. now we're like man green feels way behind now super behind well, this is the top 10 creatures and there's one creature on it one and it creature printed in alpha it's literally the only thing that green does <laughs> yeah. in commander yeah and it's like not that good over here now. yeah and green's like 
it's not that it's too super far out, but just like the power of Grand Abolisher and Ranger Captain Avios is strong enough that it's like stronger than Veil of Summer, I think. Well, you also don't get speed with Green Ramp either. Like the problem with Green Ramp is that all of the good quick one mana ones have summoning sickness. So you got to wait. Yeah, it's a, it's long term ramp. It's it's investment. It's good over a long period of time. But I think CDH, terrible with ad nauseum. Each might be going in that direction. We've been playing more and more games where a lot of Rhystic studies, a lot of grindiness is happening. We might be going back to this world where green is getting a little bit more power. But we'll see. No, we'll see how it turns out. We're gonna move on to our top two. And if you play any CEDH at all, you probably have a guess what our top two is. You're probably just waffling between which one you think is the right one so pause the video go down to the comments tell me which one you think is the top one and then uh don't be surprised when we say Thassa's oracle is our number two Thassa's oracle is the number two card it's creature in the format one of the best cards in the format one of the easiest winning conditions in the format wins the game with demonic consultation and tainted pack it's we've the, all seen a thousand times it's the best demonic consultation tainted pack combo piece by whereas, a mile whereas you have laboratory maniac and jace wielder of mysteries this card is really the upper echelon let's read what this card does because we've been trying to get in the habit of that. Um, so Thassa's Oracle is two blue for a 1-3 that is a merfolk wizard creature. It says, when it enters the battlefield, look at the top X cards of your library where X is your devotion to blue. Put up put up to one of them on top of your library and the rest on the bottom in a random order. If X is greater than or equal to the number of cards in your library, you win the game. Yep. So basically the way that I, do, I don't need to explain we the don't way need it to, works. But we can go over the most popular ways to exile your library. Yeah. Demonic Consultation and Tainted Pact, those are the obvious ones. They win for three or four total mana, A plus B combo. Very, very good with Thassa's Oracle. It's the best winning condition in the format, some might say. All, all might and should probably say that. Yeah. There's also some ones that have been seeing a little bit of play recently, but I think are really good. One of them is Divining Witch, which acts as a Demonic Consultation on a stick. You have to wait for Summoning Sickness. You have to discard a card to activate it, but it can still exile your library just the same, and that can help get around things like Rule of Law, or Rhystic Study, not having to cast an extra spell, things like that. Also takes advantage of the fact that a lot of the counters don't hit creatures, too. Very true. Yep. But there's not a lot. Those creatures are a little bit more protected. Um, something like Hermitruid, which can normally win in a ton of different ways, also just acts as a library remover if you have no basics. So that can help you win the game with Thassa's Oracle. This way, you're, like Cameron said, you're just casting a Thassa's Oracle, activating a Hermitruid, no non-creatures being activated. So no dispels are good here. No, um, an offer you can't refuse. Is None of that is going to be helpful against winning with this way so and since the format is kind of going towards that rhystic study world again at least from my point of view what i've been seeing it's nice to have wins that don't really feed the rhystic study quite as much since you're just activating creatures ability yeah that's also very true too um again the mystic remora being able to get around those is is very helpful too this card normally wins with food chain also any outlet that you're looking to draw your deck normally i don't play it unless i'm also playing black cards because if you can get through your entire deck if you're at that point where you're looping something normally you can win with some other way without having to use that circle in your at, at all thassa's oracle can kind of be a dead card if it's not winning the game it doesn't do anything which is why it's our number two pick that there are times when where thassa's oracle just doesn't do anything at all you have to find the other piece it's just rotten away in your hand it is really good at allowing other decks to exist i think though um because there's there's decks like well not necessarily that allow them to exist but it definitely helps make certain decks much more viable i think a deck like grawlnock was still really powerful and can still do a really good thing with having um 
with having like a laboratory maniac as your win condition, but that's a lot harder to achieve than it would just be with a Thassa's Oracle, which can help you just immediately win the game after you've milled yourself entirely. Um, another win condition, do we talk about brain freeze? Do we say brain freeze? Yeah, like about brain the freeze. whole underworld breach brain freeze thing that's going on right now too, that usually goes and gets Thassa's Oracle too. Yep, normally with brain freeze, Lion's Eye Diamond, and Underworld Breach, you can mill your entire library and then cast Thassa's Oracle. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to. You can brain freeze all of your opponents and just have them draw for turn, but sometimes, sometimes it's, it's quicker. Yeah, it's quicker. Um, I've seen some Cavern of Souls be played recently. I'm playing it in Blue Farm as a way to, one, make sure that you can get out your Grand Abolisher so that you can get an uncountable Grand Abolisher into play. Probably should have talked about Cavern of Souls when we talked about Grand Abolisher, but I'm talking about it now. Grand Abolisher is helpful in also making your Thassa's Oracle uncountable if that's something that you're looking for. That's true. And I know we, we're, we've been saying that this is the best combo piece in the format, and this is why. It is so difficult to interact with, which coming from Thassa's Oracle players, like on the Thassa's Oracle side of things, that's freaking great. That's why we play it. That's it's so why good. we're playing it is because it's so difficult to interact with. That's what I'm looking for in a win condition. I don't want to be blown out super easily and then feel silly with my hand in my graveyard and my library completely exiled, right? Like, I want, I want this to be tougher to deal with so that I can win more games that way. Yeah, Thoracle is um, the reason, it's the main reason why I think there's not more removal seeing play in the format because, it, yeah. you know, Doomblade doesn't kill Thassa's Oracle. It doesn't stop that. You know, it's just an example. Doom is bad removal. But the, you, why, why play removal when you can just play a counterspell? Because a counterspell can stop the Oracle and also just counter the thing that you're afraid of. Right, well, yeah. It doesn't it always counter, work, obviously. But. You can counter the diabolic. You can, what is the card? You can counter the consultation or the tainted pack. Right. And then you can still not lose the game. Exactly. Yeah. But nonetheless, Thassa's Oracle is when you, the strongest win condition in our format is going to see play until it's banned. And maybe one day it will be. But for now... We play it. Yeah. And we're going to move on to our number one card. And I think we all kind of knew what this was going to be. Another drum roll. Blah, blah, blah. Dockside Extortionist. Dockside. Yes, this is a 1-2 Goblin Pirate. I didn't look it up. It's uh, <laughs> When it enters the battlefield, you create the number of treasures equal to the number of artifacts and enchantments that your opponents control. That's correct. This is 6 mana. This is 12 mana. This is... Sometimes 3 mana. I made one for 42 mana today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dockside can make an enormous amount of mana. It gives red the big boost that red has right now. It makes you want to be in red because just having that power in your deck turns things like Neoform, Eldritch Evolution, Demonic Tutor, Demonic Tutor, Worldly Tutor, any tutor that can find Dockside Extortionist, it now turns all of those cards into Dockside Extortionist. It turns everything that can get Dockside Extortionist into another Dockside Extortionist, which is makes it really, really fucking good. Yeah, the ceiling for it is so high that even, you know, spending a tutor and uh, the card for Dockside Extortionist just to get six mana it can still really help you out quite a bit nothing else does that nothing no. hits that rate the same way now it can get zero it can make zero treasures it can make one or two treasures and those can feel pretty bad but in those situations don't happen often and if those situations are happening that means that none of your opponents have any mana out which is like, pretty good for you unless they're all like creature decks or something like that it's normally it doesn't happen often and when it does it's not the end of the world but the ceiling is just so incredibly high like we've talked about it can make six eight ten mana in a turn 
And not only that, it's a combo piece. Combos with things like yeah. Emil that can flicker it to make more treasures than the activation of Emil. So you can make infinite mana, win with Thrasios after you draw in your whole deck. You can win with Teamer Sabertooth, Baron Master Wizard. Merciless Evacuation or Eviction. There's ones for every color that this card, this deck can win with. You can win in every single color. You can win in mono red. You can win in so many different ways, making infinite treasures and then using those treasures for an outlet, which is a kind of a fun, unique aspect of CDH, I think. Yeah, no, I think so too. Uh, it's great pre-ad nauseum. It's great post-ad nauseum. Uh, it can help you to, to build back. It's great uh, against ad nauseum players mm -hmm. because they're going to have a lot of rocks, so you'll be able to make a lot of them. It, 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 you'll be a, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I also like... It's weird to say that this is an aspect of CEDH that I like, but all decks know that there's going to be Dockside Extortionist at the table in some form or fashion. So you can play clones, cheap clones like fan the Phantasmal Image we talked about. Yeah, Fimage really only sees play because Dockside Extortionist exists. Right, so being able to copy your own Dockside Extortionist to make even more mana just adds to a ton of the possibilities that you have then too. Um, do we say Cloudstone Curio? Because that's another really common way. Human mono red or any color at all. Yeah, it, it allows this to be a mono red outlet then too. Yep. Yeah, and Dockside, I mean, the main reason why it's the number one creature is that it's, he's playing every red deck. Yeah. There's no red deck that wouldn't play it. I don't care if you're playing Collector Oof and Stony Silence. I feel like you should still probably play Dockside Extortionist just in case you get it before those. Yeah, I mean, there are decks that are completely built around winning with Dockside Extortionist. Corvold would be much worse if it didn't have... It wouldn't exist without Dockside. Corvold basically is Dockside the deck. But it would just suck it would a just lot more. Suck, yeah. yeah, Yeah, so Dockside... And again, the reason why we have it ahead of Thassa's Oracle is because it does more than just win you the game in the best way. Not only is it one of the better win conditions, but it also can just push you ahead to where you need to be mana-wise. I have a hot take. I think Dockside should have been a white card. Dockside probably should have been a white it's card, It's the ultimate right? catch-up card. It catches you up yeah. plus times a thousand. I mean, not really. It just catches you up to all of them at the same time, but that it, it feels like a white card. I think that makes sense because it was created in a commander product, and a lot of the commander products you know, will be designed more for commander, so I think that creating a catch-up card... For a starter deck like that would be a lot better. Now they know, though. Now they know Dockside's too strong. They can't print another one. Like a three-mana white one with Flash or something. That's what I want. Yo, a three-mana <laughs> white one with Flash? They have their own. It's called Smothering Tithe. That's, yeah, okay. That's true. That's that's the fixed one. <laughs> right, right. Dockside, strongest creature in Magic. All Hands of these down. creatures. Well, not maybe Magic, but in CDH specifically, in Commander. Yeah, this is the strongest one. All of these creatures are seen playing basically any deck that can play them. If you're going to a tournament, you will see all of these cards Multiple at every times. single table. Especially yes. at the high-end tables, especially once the four-color piles start making their ways to the top. They're all playing all of these cards, and I think it's why these cards are all like some of the most played cards in the format. Yeah, exactly. So that's it. That's our top 10 creatures in CEDH. That's exactly what Play to Win has to say about them. If you have different creatures that you would put in your top 10, maybe you're not wrong. Let us know what they are in the comments below. Maybe you are wrong. Maybe you are wrong. Thanks for watching. If you'd like to support us directly, you can do so at patrons like our $100 patrons. Demon of Razgris and Baby Jeebus. If you want to find any of our merch, you can go to playtowinmtg.com. If you want to support the channel at no additional cost to you, you can check out our affiliate links down below for the next time you use those services. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter for more content. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Eli Richty. 
Jason Perkins, Ben Solo, Nikola Marakovic, Steven Schlichty, that green guy, Plantain Jackson, Isaiah Brelisky, Michael Lyon, Pedro, Byron Wang, C. Kawaja A. Hamid, Jacob Depp. CZ Michael Ballou Jan Wildfang Sleepy Jarvis Thomas Bueno uh, Jan Wildfang I said him We're down you here You did? Oh my yeah, god What the fuck? I what? just said Thomas, Thomas bueno? bueno Yeah Swampy McGee David Nelson Vinny Bianca Jormags Moxfield Great That wasn't weird <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.